0: Welcome back, everybody. It's day eight of Boulmas, views from Section 400. You know the deal by now. I'm Matt with Jack and Brian, but two special guests here along to digest and talk about the upcoming game. Tim and Alec joining us, taking time out of their day to talk some Penn State football, former alums, some uh, opinions on the upcoming game. But Tim, what's going on, man? It's good to see you, buddy. Great to have See you on you the calls.
1: pod. Happy Bulmas, happy Bulmas all. Eighth day of Bowl-mas. Uh, I think first thing I got to get off my chest is friend of the program, Maze Lane, said he was a little jealous he didn't get an invite. That's too bad, Maze. We don't we don't need your opinion, but just wanted to get it off the chest. <laughs> got one more shout out, Luke Lawler. Maybe the old biggest old Miss fan in Philadelphia. We're coming for your ass, Luke. Um Happy to be here. You know, proud Penn State alum, big Penn State football fan. Uh, ready to discuss the 10-2 and purgatory that is Penn State football under James Franklin. I love that. Oh, beautiful. Hey, guys, I'm Alec. I've been excited about this college
2: football season. And thanks for having us on because, guys, I've been watching you for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, like, I got to get on this. Like, I got to get on this podcast. And Matt, happy belated birthday, brother. I appreciate that man. You uh you don't have it to says. shout out the
0: birthday there, but I appreciate that man. That's uh much love for no, it.
2: People in the comments are going to be sending you birthday gifts, birthday likes, birthday subscriptions, you know?
0: I will uh I'll drop the PO box in the comments for everybody to send uh
2: gifts <laughs> drop to. The Venmo, <laughs> drop the Venmo.
1: There yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Even better, even better. Just Send me cash.
2: Yeah, just send them just send them straight up the Venmo. But um but yeah, no been uh been a Penn State fan since I was a really young young kid uh, have a lot of a uh, you know previous alumni from my family there so I come from uh, from a Penn State kind of lineage if you will so I'm excited to be here with you guys.
3: Yeah well, no, we appreciate having you both on. I like how you mentioned your Penn State lineage there. I want to ask you guys about your favorite memory at Penn State watching the football team. Before I do, I do have to give you your flowers. While we were at school, you guys took down me and Jack's Auburn Tigers twice. Yes. The first one was a little close. <laughs> the second one, I don't want to talk about, but I feel like I have to tell you a story from that weekend just because of how ridiculous it is. So Jack knows about DJ Ben Brood, the worst DJ in all of probably Alabama, maybe the country. I'm at the top floor of Skybar one night, night before the game, and someone requests Zombie Nation. He, for some reason, does not know that that's a Penn State song. Puts it on. After the Penn State people realize it's on, and everyone in the bar knows what's coming, he lets it play. I sit there, look at Rose, tell her, I'm about to be unnecessarily angry about this, and I'm so sorry. And all at once, in Sky Bar, in Auburn Bar, biggest bar in the SEC, you hear,
2: We are Penn State!
3: And I took Rose's hand, and I stormed out of Sky Bar. Go. So that is my least favorite Penn State memory I'll go to you Tim and ask you about your favorite and if you want to shit on Auburn a little
1: bit take your flowers uh, all right uh my my comment on that Auburn game the second one the one in Auburn uh that was the second one right Yep. remember Sean Clifford coming over the middle take takes that big hit gets right back up but everyone's like welcome to SEC football welcome to SEC football they hit different down here they don't tackle different down there Nick Singleton what did he run for like 200 that game a lot of yards yeah, uh, so that was that was good running that one up. You know, James Franklin, a little classless sometimes, likes to run it up. He, he really he didn't take his foot off the gas that game. I guess pivoting to favorite memory, it's got to be both whiteouts against Michigan. Uh, you know, the one Saquon twenty seventeen that year eventually turned into pain, but that was a great game. Second one when we were uh, seniors, the Mo Bamba first play of the game, timeout, classic moment in Penn State football history. And then I do have a great story, kind of just to go summarize the James Franklin era. It was, what, 2019, Dwayne Haskins on Ohio State, rest in peace. We were up, like, two scores, fourth quarter. Uh, they show tonight's attendance on the big board, like 111,000. Blast, I got a feel, and everyone's going crazy. And you're like, oh, man, a little too early, little too early. And it's death by 100 paper cuts. Screen, 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 screen. We lose. Walking back, everyone's depressed. The Nittany Lions on the back of a golf cart drives by and he's just banging his cowbell. Usually he does it to like one of the Penn State songs, he's just going like, dum, dum, dum. And some pissed off fans just like, not now, Lion, not now. <laughs> I think that perfectly encompasses James Franklin, Penn State football. But wide receiver screens, man. That's it's half the playbook for
3: Penn State. It makes no sense to this. It's, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, but Alec, I'm interested to hear hear about your time at Penn State, or maybe it's a memory from you know before your time there.
2: But no, definitely a Penn State football game. I mean, I've been um, I've been going to Penn State football games since I was gosh like five years old. Um, have a lot of lineage there, like I said. But um, but I gotta say, my favorite memory and and Tim. You you had transferred after this, maybe to Penn State. I did. Right? I did. Like um the 2016 Ohio State game where Grant Haley blocks the kick, runs it back all the way to the end zone, touchdown, brilliant play, lucky play to to be quite honest. Um and as students, we were all in the student section. We were freezing our freaking faces off. We were in blankets, like, like cuddling with each other in the student section. It was below zero, had to be, had to be like in the teens. It was a, like a, an amazing play. Penn State stops Ohio State from, from scoring on the next drive. Our defense is always prime and, and we're ready to go. So um that was that was really, really electric. and then obviously we all stormed the field at the end of the at the end of the game, which was crazy. And I think that's, and I don't know if someone can pull up the stats of this, but like I think that's only the second time, second or third time that Penn State has stormed the field at Beaver Stadium for for a win. So I was able to be on the field and that was like crazy. I would never have expected that in my Penn State kind of fandom.
3: Yeah. I love how you mentioned that game and the cold, because I believe our other Penn state buddy, Tom, had to leave that game at halftime because he was a little cold
1: and he yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: he did. No, he did leave. He did leave.
1: <laughs> he missed out yeah. on the, on the field storm there. A friend of Eight the program, Mays Lane also left that game early. <laughs> wrong. Yeah. That's yeah. why he wasn't That's invited on.
4: There you go. <laughs> that, that is a little soft. I mean, we're talking Penn state, Ohio state. Those are some good games. I can't believe you would leave that, but uh You know, I was actually at Auburn during the Penn State-Ohio State game this year. Uh, I was half paying attention, you know, in Auburn with the boys. It was a good time. But but my question for you guys is, can Drew Allard be that guy? I mean, is it him? Is it James Franklin? I mean, I don't know what it is. But I'm going to need your guys' opinion on that because, I mean, are we going to get it done against Ohio State? Are we going to get it done against Michigan? I mean,
1: what's going on here? I'll say he's shown flashes, but in the big games this year, he looked like a deer in the headlights. Like, just missing open guys. And I know he didn't really get any help from Mike Yurkic, who was fired, the OC, drawn up some, some terrible plays. We didn't really have, like, a number one receiver this year. But, man, like, he flash in the games when we played bad teams. And, like, I bought into the hype because, like, week one, when we played West Virginia, he had that play where he, like, rolled up, was rolling left, hit uh, Lambert Smith on the run. That was, like, our first touchdown of the year. I was like, oh, we're, we're going to the playoff. Then we like, you look good like every other game. I think it was the first away game was against Illinois. He was terrible in the first half. Like, couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. And we're like, all right, what's going on? Like, ah, it's, it's a bad game. We still won whatnot. Go to Ohio State, that guy couldn't hit anything. Like, couldn't hit anything. It's like, all right, maybe that was a bad game. Michigan, same thing. Like, so, I don't know. He's got he's to gotta shine under the bright lights.
3: Yeah, I guess he's only 18. I think he's still 18. True freshman, right?
2: He's He might be a redshirt sophomore. I think he's redshirt, yeah.
3: Okay. So, 18-19, but yeah, no. was
2: like a TikToker. It,
3: it was either the Michigan game or Ohio State game. He had like 30 passing yards going into the final drive. And then they got yeah. a garbage time touchdown. Like, that just can't happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Alec, I, I'd love to hear your opinion on on Aller and if if this guy can lead the Nittany lines out of purgatory.
2: Yeah, you know, I feel like it look, it's always been a thing with Penn State where they have a really promising starting quarterback and then also a really good recruit at number two, right? That's always been the the MO for Penn State. And I feel like that's happening now with Drew and and Bo Prabula, right? So um I'm super interested to see how this off season goes and, and see like, cause neither of them have hit the transfer portal yet. Right. So you sit there and you say, okay, they're both still in the hunt for this. They're trying to compete for a spot. I think there's going to be a lot of competition at training camp this year with the two of them. But I have to say, Drew has protected the ball. Which is huge, right? Like yeah. one interception on the year, one one or two maybe. I haven't seen him fumble that much. Like the fact that that's happening is is huge because we've had quarterbacks in the past that weren't able to kind of keep up to those stats, right? So I think he's doing really well, but he's got stiff competition above.
0: Yeah. So I like like you kind of were saying. I don't think the quarterbacks are going to be the issue at all, right? You have two studs there. Drew Alar looks like the guy who should be able to do it and he's going to have time to do it, right? I think you just alluded to. He's still very young. He's got some years of eligibility left. Um I don't know how many more he has to play until he's able to go NFL, maybe maybe he stays there his whole year cuz the NFL isn't isn't his path, but either way he'll have some time to develop and and settle in. Uh there's a little bit of competition behind him, which is good, healthy competition. It'll it'll force him to be sharp and and locked in. So I don't think that's Horrible, horrible at all but James Franklin is a huge issue for this team uh, I don't think he has any ability to lead them to the promised land I mean it's been years and years and years now of top four top four win it all win it all I mean this year I get it the quarterback was young but that was totally disappointing you guys had all the talent in the world to win those two games that you lost And it's really a shame because it's talent wasted. As you said, we we were talking before the pod, the the big DN linebacker, you're losing him to the NFL draft. So so a lot of talent wasted, so to speak, on the year. And I think James Franklin is the problem. I understand on a football team, there's individual coaches for individual positions. So I don't know what the quarterback coach is feeding to the QBs either or, or the O coordinators or the D coordinators. But James Franklin is the guy everybody's going to look at. And I don't, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm not, not sold on James Franklin whatsoever. I think we have more like just better coach, maybe even a coach who just actually calls the plays uh, on offense. Um, maybe, maybe we're, we're we're talking about Penn state being in the final four this year, but I think he's, he's the main issue with getting over the hump and it doesn't look like Penn state's moving on from him anytime soon. So some tough years ahead if uh, if he doesn't get it figured out. But back to the game kind of on hand that we're obviously doing the show for. It is Bull Miss. James Franklin will be coaching this game. So Peach Bowl, 10-2 and Ole Miss, 10-2 and Penn State. I've only watched Ole Miss once this year when I bet on Tulane. And Ole Miss won by 20 and pulled away late. So that was the only game I saw there. You know, Penn State I watched a lot more of. They seem like the better team here. The defense seems regardless of losing that guy, I know I just kind of touched on, seems like a guy's going to be able to, or the defense is going to be able to get it done. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of juice to this one, right? PSU lost to Michigan and Ohio State, two games they could have won, didn't get it done. Ole Miss lost to Georgia and Alabama, right? So some heavy hitter teams that they weren't able to get over the hurdle. If I look at that, I say, well, Penn State had a better shot of winning their two games. Rather than Ole Miss had a, had a shot of of winning, you know those other two games against Bama and Georgia. So, I think Penn State has the edge here. Again, what what are you guys thinking here in terms of how it might play out? Is there a strong suit on Ole Miss that you're worried about Penn State going up against? Is there a weak spot on on Ole Miss that Penn State could be able to exploit? And Tim, I'll start with you. How are you kind of reading it?
1: Yeah, I know you you touched on it when you were talking about Franklin. Wasted uh, wasted some good effort for some good players, specifically the defense this year. I think we were number one in yards per game in the FBS. Just a suffocating defense. Best performance probably that Iowa game. I know their offense is uh, booty cheeks, but I think they didn't have a first down for like 12 drives in a row at one point. So just a suffocating defense. Missing chop Robinson, he declared. First round talent, you know, we wish him the best, as Lane would say. I think that Penn State defense is going to be a problem for Ole Miss. I think we're gonna, we're gonna be attacking the ball. I think we force a couple turnovers. I think we get in Jackson Dart's head. We still have the Big Ten leader in sacks, Adisa Isaac playing. Unless he opts out, please don't. Um, he'll be going after the quarterback. Danny Denton Sutton, the announcement calling him Deny. I thought his name was Danny. He'll be he'll be coming in for chop on the other side. I think the defense will be good, and then I think it just matters what Drew Allard you get. If you get the one against Maryland who threw five touchdowns, showcased the rocket arm, if you get the Drew who showed up in the Ohio State game and the Michigan game where he just looked like completely incompetent for the big game, had the jitters, was missing the open man. I think that's that's the biggest factor in this game is what what version of Drew Allard you get. Because I know uh, I know James Franklin – the guy loses to Michigan. The guy loses to Ohio State. But he loves winning his bowl games. I think we've won. We've won five of the six New Year's Six bowls. This is the only one he hasn't won. No one likes stat padding their resume with worthless wins more than this guy. So to say, to say he's going to be like, I miss the playoff every year until the twelve team. But we won all six New Year's Six bowls. He'd he'd love to say that. He's going to want to win this game so badly. So I like Penn State. I'm hoping Drew shows up, uh, but. If we get the the Ohio State-Michigan version of Drew, then I'm a little worried.
0: Yeah, I I would lean that Drew Allar, you probably get the better version than the worst version. Um, I don't know much about Ole Miss's defense, but I do know Heisman winner Jaden Daniels put up like 45 or 50 points uh, on their defense in a shootout. So I don't think Ole Miss has a particularly amazing defense. I think we'll be able to see Drew Allar have some time in the pocket sling the ball around, maybe scramble a little bit, watch him put on an offensive clinic. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. But um, again, the Penn State defense, like he touched on, really should should be able to step up and cause chaos uh, for Jackson Dart all game. But uh, Alec, I want to get your thought kind of, uh, you know, branching off what Tim was saying there. Uh, how, how are you kind of reading this one? Is is there a glaring problem on the Ole Miss side that, that Penn State might be able to exploit?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I think it's our defense that is going to be the, the saving grace in this game, right? Um, even though you don't have a Manny Diaz that's kind of coaching the team, right? But you'll, you'll have that kind of structure in place and those same players in place are some of the same players like we talked about, right? Um, so I'm, I'm excited for our defense. I'm a bit concerned about our offense, not going to lie. And how they're going to stack up against this this Ole Miss defense, fine. The Ole Miss defense has not been very highly touted over the season, right? It's not been amazing for them, but they're still a quality team, a quality defense. And so I have a lot of confidence in in Drew Aller. My thing is going to be, hey, what does the James Franklin play calling look like? Because the new offensive coordinator is not going to be running the the offense at that time right during a bowl game maybe a little bit he might be in the mic depending on when he comes on to the program but James Franklin's going to be calling this offense mostly he'll be making game time decisions and uh, I don't know if I'm as confident with him making those kind of very clutch game time decisions when it comes down to the end of the game
0: could be a tough one, right? I mean, it's a great point you bring up. Uh, who is going to be running the offense? Because the O coordinator, what? Uh, I don't even know what happened. Did he step down or got another job? Where Where did he get He got, got, uh, he got fired no. He was fired.
1: Game. Oh, he got uh, fired. fired. And then well, I think like, I think like the run it. I don't know. Two of the like assistants were co offensive coordinators the rest of the year,
0: so that's who's going to kind of step in for this one. I guess they probably just leave it to them to kind of call the plays because James Franklin doesn't do that. I, I think if you have James Franklin solely calling the plays, you're gonna have a very vanilla offense out there with
1: no. Yeah, that's when you get the. Start. That's when you get the halfback draw on
0: fourth and five. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and I you know, the,
2: uh,
0: he, I don't care if you're bringing up like a you know the guy graduated three years and he's a graduate assistant and he's got to call the play. I'd rather go with that guy. I than. need to uh, bring
1: back Christian Dayball.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Like I, you know, I'd rather roll the dice with that than, uh, you know, watch a pop Warner offense yeah. that James Franklin might draw up.
3: Uh, Yeah. So I'm, I'm torn about this game before I hand it off and make a pick. I'm going to get Jack's take on the Ole Miss because I know Jack, you're a big SEC guy. Obviously I am too, but I'm, In another spot where I don't really like either of these teams, you know, Penn State close enough to Philly and they've beaten Auburn twice. And of course, Ole Miss beat Auburn when I was there this year. So I'll I'll let you hand it off. See if I can make a better read here. Yeah, look,
4: I mean, Ole Miss and SEC team, the SEC just means more. Just hits different, you know. Obviously, it doesn't mean much uh, coming from an Auburn guy talking to some some Penn State guys right now. But Ole Miss, you know, give them some credit. They they played a lot better season than Auburn did. Uh, You know, you talked about it. They lost the only they lost against the heavy hitters within the within the conference. Georgia, Bama, played them close. Definitely had uh, some chances to beat them in those games, especially Alabama. I mean, would have been awesome to see Lane Kiffin beat Nick Saban again. But speaking of Lane Kiffin, you know he's going to be the difference maker in this one for me. You guys were talking about it. Not a lot of faith in James Franklin. Lane Kiffin, on the other hand, is a good coach. I'm going to ride with him in this one. Jackson Dart, it's a hell of a name. He's also a hell of a quarterback. i going to be riding with him in this one. I know you guys are talking a lot about the Penn State defense. It has looked really good this year, but bowl season is the time of opt-outs. And, uh, and also, you know, players, they, they get a long break. They, they show up for one game. How much effort are they going to be putting into that one game? How prepared are they for that one game? It's always a lot of questions, and, and one thing you can count on is, is your quarterback being ready for that. So I'm going with Jackson Dart. I'm going with Lane Kiffin, and I'm going with the Ole Miss Rebels.
3: Money line or plus three and a half here? Money line. All right. Spicy. Interesting.
4: Yeah, we're getting one for the SEC right here.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm still torn. So I mean we talked all about James Franklin as playbook. He's trying to complete the Infinity Gauntlet, get the six New Year Six Bowls, and then eliminate half the other half of the playbook, I guess. But then you have Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. I hate Lane Kiffin. I don't know why you like Lane Kiffin.
4: Yeah, he's a dude, he's fucking hilarious. He doesn't give a shit. He's like he's like the Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's football. I he mean, come footballed on. us
3: though. He was supposed to come to Auburn, and he's like, no, now we have Hugh Freeze. And I mean he's like, Don't okay. take it
4: personally, Brian. Don't take it. Per- I'm yeah, gonna take it-, it personally.
3: Okay, but before I make a pick, I need Tim or Alec, one of you to answer this for me. Is there a tradition behind James Franklin walking out with the players with sunglasses on, looking like he's blind
1: out of the game? Oh. So me and my <laughs> friends joke about this. That guy that's his villain look. He's got two looks. There's one look where he's got the sunglasses, like you're saying, bald head, shiny as hell. Comes out looking like the villain. That's his villain look. He's got one other look where he wears like his normal glasses. He has a like, crew neck sweatshirt on and like a hat that's way too big on like uh, this part. That's his uh, his other look. I don't know why. I think he just likes looking like the villain. We ride with it.
3: Yeah. I think he looks more blind than the villain, but I'll take I'll take the villain. Uh, I'm going to take the under. That's I'm going to be a square and take the under. I like what they said about Penn State's defense. Ole Miss runs the ball. I know in the last Ole Miss about USC, I said the ACC doesn't throw the ball. And Jackie made fun of me. The Big Ten definitely doesn't throw the ball. So, Penn State's used to seeing the run game. Jackson Dart's good, but they run the ball. Ole Miss, that's what the offense does. So, Penn State can stop that even without chop. What a name for a defensive player, by the way. But, yeah, the, the under is going to be my play. I'm sure – it's gonna be. I think it's at forty-seven and a half right now. It'll be down to forty-four by the time the game rolls around because I'm that sharp. But Matt, I want to hear your pick. Yeah, dude.
0: I don't really know how to read this game, right? I think the easiest way for me to take it is Penn State's defense is electric. Like we said, regardless of the chop guy, it, it, you know, I know we said it, but it really is dynamic name for a guy. Uh, in in. Uh, On the defensive side of the ball, he's almost, like, guaranteed to do well in the NFL because that name on Sunday getting called out. I mean, Goodell loves his headlines. And I think, you know, we'll get some headlines from Chop uh, every Sunday going forward next year. So – it's tough that he's not going to be there, but yeah, the defense is electric. Uh, Big 10 doesn't really air the ball out, even though I know I said we might see it with Drew on game day, but I, I'm with you, Brian. I, I hate to take it in the under as well, but I'm going to roll with the under. I don't see a lot of points in this game either. I know Ole Miss can, can start getting creative, and Lane Kiffin, I think, will out-coach James Franklin in this game. really think it'll be that close. But I want to say Penn State's roster is a little more talented, obviously, on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm going to roll with the under just to, um, you know, I, I just don't see a lot of points here. But that's that's just an easy pick for me to make just based on what I know about Penn State. i thinking they're the more talented team. But we want to hear from the alums. Tim, I'll start with you. How's this game gonna play out. Let's hear some numbers you like. Uh we have anything bold. You taking an alt penn state line minus 19 and a half. Where, where are you where are you thinking here, dude?
1: All right, like I've been saying, nobody likes to pat stat pad their resume more than James Franklin. You saw it last year in the Rose Bowl. Maybe our best game of the year. Sean Clifford came out, looked like I think that was the best game he ever played. So Franklin's gonna have these boys fired up. Before I get to my pick, I told you guys before we started recording, I had a hot take, and it pains me to say this. I think we would have won one of the Ohio State or Michigan games with Sean Clifford. I don't know if the, I don't know how hot of a take you guys think that is, Ooh. but Aller <laughs> couldn't even complete a pass in those games, and he can't run the ball. So I, I think we would have won one of those with him, which pains me to say, but all you need to do is score, like, one more touchdown in either of those games and then let the defense cook. Back to the pick. So pending no more opt-outs, right? Because we got, we got more talent at Penn State. Olu Fushuno, however you say his last name. Guy's like projected top five pick at left tackle. I don't know why he'd play in this game when he's going to go make like 30 million guaranteed. But he hasn't opted out yet. Um, so if he still plays, keeps Drew protected on the blind side. I like that. And we didn't touch about it because I know they, they quieted it down a little this year versus their uh, freshman year. we got the two-headed monster out of the backfield at Penn State. They were quieter this year. Singleton kind of took a backseat to Catron Allen, who, you know, he's not as fast, as not that breakaway speed, better vision, a little shiftier in the holes. He gets you that six yards of carry you need. They were quiet this year. But last game of the year against Michigan State, their tackling was a little shaky. You saw the running backs get going. And, you know, this this uh, this lane tip in defense, not very good, you know, giving up a lot of points in, in plenty games, you know. Talk about Jaden Daniels cooking them. I think if Penn State gets the ground game going, get get to get to like a double digit lead, force force Jackson Dart to drop back, take uh, Judkins out of the game, let the pass rush get after him. I, I like Penn State. I like us. I'll take Alt Line minus nine and a half. Let's get what? the pod fired up. <laughs> Damn, guys,
0: dude. I, there we Luke, go. Luke
1: Lawler's not gonna like that one, <laughs> but uh you're fucked, Luke.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need like to see. A-
3: uh, plus 280 plus 290 play right
0: there you can wow. get some great juice there I think it might be even a little more man if the line's three and a half right now and you got, I don't even know if they'll offer it. Maybe the extra minus down you might have to uh you might have to go to some underground books for that one but definitely <laughs> should be able to get something I don't hate the pick I think Penn State like like we were all talking about uh, and you kind of touched on a little bit right there Tim if they get a little bit of a lead they can just sit on the ball and stifle, you know, Ole Miss's offense with all sorts of creativity, blitz packages, not blitzing, you know, running, running the cover two, sink, fake, faking blitzes, whatever you want to call it. I think I think it's really going to cause Ole Miss some issues uh, on, on that side. Uh, the only thing Penn State doesn't have going for him, I think uh, Ole Miss has the better coach, which, you know, sometimes plays on the field. We'll see what happens. But Alec, we didn't forget about you, man. What, where 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 are you seeing this game? How, how's it playing out? Uh yeah, I
2: agree with you, Matt. I think Old Miss has the better coach in big games, time and time again. I think Penn State has just been like generally out coached. And we talked about that before. So I'm I'm still gonna pick Penn State, just like straight up money line on this game, right? Like I think that's um just the the optimal place for me considering my fandom, so so I kind of have to take them. But I'm going to take the over because I think this is going to be a high scoring game considering how you know I'm not going to lie, shitty old mess, old Misses offenses. Like <laughs> they're they're not that great. I think Drew Aller can score points on them. You know I know that gives a hamper to, to the defense that I'm cheering for, but I'll still be still be cheering for our defense. Honestly, at the end of the day, I really think it's going to come down to the last five to 10 minutes of the game when James Franklin has to make critical play calls, critical timeouts, do game management. That's what's going to make or break this game.
0: You don't think we'll see, like, you know, first quarter, 12 minutes left, burning a timeout. I know that always gets people fired up. It
1: gets
2: me yeah, fired up. Yeah, I mean, he
0: just he might was a specialist might. at that. Oh. You'll, yeah.
1: you'll see. Uh, you'll see like some punts on fourth and two early in the game. Yeah, like from the forty-five, where it's like, dude, what are you doing? Analytics <laughs> are like seventy percent. Go for it. Yeah, yeah or I, like if you go back and uh, watch uh, like the Ohio State of Michigan games, like fourth and one, fourth and two this year. They were tr- they are drawing up uh, like trick plays. Like I think they tried to run like the state college special in one of those situations. Just got absolutely shut down. Like dude, just go up the middle, go under center, go up the middle, get your yard. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. So hopefully we don't get any of those head scratching decisions.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah well. well, what was it? The go for two, Tim, where um it was like that classic, like just leave the center on the line and just split. Yeah, everyone they ran out the, the uh, I was remember like, that you're an idiot. Are we a the, the Colts versus right now? The Patriots. Like, Yeah, the
1: Pat <laughs> McAfee the McAfee play. They ran that to go for two against Michigan. It's like, what are you doing? And then <laughs> when we were down against Ohio State, friend of the pod he'll be on to talk about JMU, Dylan Waterman had us plus eight alt line, which looked good. We scored. I think we yeah. scored to cut it to nine, and then we just need to kick the extra point to get to eight. They decided to go for two. They <laughs> ran some sort of like double pass trick play that was horrible to go for two. Just got absolutely shut down, didn't cover plus eight. So uh, hopefully I'm we sure get another half. Like <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot of critical decisions that James Franklin's going to make. We'll see how he does. Um, but yeah, those are the picks. Those are the predictions. That's the analysts from the diehard fans, Penn State alum. That kind of wraps us up here for the show, though. Definitely appreciate you guys hopping on. But we do have a question that I think we kind of missed, and 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 it kind of kind of is a little bit of a head scratcher unless somebody knows. And Brian, I think uh, you you had it in here. It's the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, oh. but yeah, I... Chick Fil A sell any peach products
1: no i, I love Gaga. They, they, the they, they, they had a uh they had a what do they got? milkshake at one point <laughs> i think it was a limited yeah. thing
3: yeah a limited thing like this is their sponsor how can they <laughs> also the chick-fil-a in mercedes-benz stadium there's a chick-fil-a there half the there games is. played there are on sunday why <laughs>
1: what's the marketing strategy there there isn't one only when the sec comes to town
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's really all it is three times a year two times a year they don't even have like a special like hey we get it at chick-fil-a clothes on sundays but like you know this is operating once a week and it happens to be sunday like yeah it's open on sunday like they don't do that
3: no and then they sponsor the peach bowl and they don't sell peaches so what what are you doing <laughs>
1: chick-fil-a
0: so Much money, uh, that they just really
1: don't give a shit, I guess, they're just <laughs> women in it, they don't even need the business on site, they don't even.
0: It's just more yeah. for show, yeah. more more to, more to cause up stirrups, uh, on podcast debates is, is, <laughs> what the, is what the angle is there. But like I said, man, we kind of wrap it up there. Great show, appreciate you guys kind of hopping on. Um, that's day eight of Bolmas. Stay tuned for everything else we have to offer uh going forward a lot of great games still to cover and we'll see how this one plays out you know brian and I got the under don't see a lot of points I know coburn on the over Tim's taking alt lines alt lines for a Penn State blowout and uh yeah it's gonna be electric jack I, i'm sorry I don't know. you had Ole miss money line so you oh, so we like we're kind of we're kind of all over the board here right Ryan, I with mean, the see, baby Oh, you have to. You have to, right? Auburn guy, I don't blame you. But, yeah, I mean, we're all we're all over the board here. We got everything covered. We got your blowout alt lines. We got your unders. We got your overs. Uh, and we got a little sprinkle on the Ole Miss side as well. But, like I said, appreciate Tim, Alec, for hopping on the pod, taking some time out of your day and uh, chopping it up with us here as we uh, keep rolling on with Ole Miss, uh, you know, day number eight with Penn State and Ole Miss.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us on, guys. And us, uh fellas. merry merry boldness for yeah. the rest of the the rest of the days.
0: <laughs> merry boldness, man. I can't forget.
1: Very merry boldness. Uh I'll I'll call back in once we cover nine and a half. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we need more in the Should SEC? we do a
2: recap of the game? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: Might, after yeah, we, uh, we got a live show on, uh, on. My New
2: my Thursday phone won't work
1: show. if we don't cover nine and a half. But <laughs> if we do, you know where to find me.
0: <laughs> Run out of minutes if it doesn't. But uh,
1: yeah, guys. You
0: know, other than that, tune in tomorrow for Florida State <laughs> and Georgia. I know Jack is going to be pretty amped up for that one as Florida State got snubbed. And look out for our live show January 1st. That's going to be pretty electric. Kick the New Year's off with a little live show. Get active in the comments. We'll cover everything, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, like I said, appreciate Tim and Alec hopping on, talking some Penn State with us, and uh, we'll see how this game plays out. Let us know in the comments what you guys think is going to happen. But other than that, I'm out. We're out. It's views from Section 400. Happy Bullness
3: two days till Dylan Johnson puts McConaughey in a coma.